Just had my overnight oats. Must mean I'm ready for episode two of What's the Chat? Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back to What's the Chat with me, Adam Scott Pringle. Well, episode one mustn't have been that bad if you came back to listen to episode two. And don't you worry, even more banter is coming up this episode. Last week we had my good friend, Timothy Phelps, where we discussed, well, let's just say we had shite chat as we called it. And don't you worry, there's lots more of that to come. With this week's guest, Jimmy Walker. You will have seen Jimmy in This Country. You'll have seen him in Save Me on Sky Atlantic. He's also in the upcoming Spanish Princess and the big blockbuster film, Dune. Today we discuss, well, you're about to listen to it, some weird and wonderful ways of the world and the way we see it. Let's let's put it that way, shall we? As always, I uh, speak to my guests about what they think about scenarios, what they think about things, questions that I've just come up with, you know, random chat. Yeah. That's why we called it What's the Chat, you may wonder, just to have a bit of banter. If you would like to send in a question, we do have our section Chat in the Hat. I'm not going to give you an email address, you can just search it in social media, Adam S. Pringle, or just, you know, whoever's listened to this and knows me, you can send in a question. And if you don't know me, Google. What else is it there for? But I hope you enjoy episode two of What's the Chat with Adam Scott Pringle. Knock knock, who's there? Oh look, hello and welcome. Before I allow you to come in, we need to get to know you first. So, let's have some small chat on the doormat. It's time for small chat on the doormat! Okay, kind sir, what is your name? My name is Jimmy Walker. Alright, Jimmy, and where are you at the moment, Jimmy? I am currently in Hearn Hill, which is the posh part of Brixton. Posh part of Brixton. I didn't realise I was a posh part. There is a posh part of Brixton. There is, there is. I'm from East London originally. So when my dad said to me, uh, you know, never venture south of the river, it was basically because he knew it was nicer than where we're from. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was in Brixton the other day. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an experience to behold. The last time I was in Brixton was, what's the theatre that's in Brixton? God like a, is, a, is there a little like one of these like um, O2... Academies. Oh yeah, the Brixton Brixton Academy. Is that it? And I think I, it was the first year I was in London. Yeah. And I went to, what do you call it? Uh, bingo. Um, the alcohol infused bingo. Alcohol, oh, but boozy bingo or something like uh, that. Something or? like that. Yeah, it was like boozy bingo, and I'm not gonna lie, it was an absolute riot of a night, and there was things that I saw happen there that I shouldn't have seen happen. Like what? Well, it was the first time I I, I, I saw people actually doing lines of cocaine. <laughs> Brilliant. And they weren't, and it, yeah, like, and they were they're women in their 70s, you know, you didn't expect them to be doing that, you know. Yeah, and, 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 proud. and Barbara said to me as well, she's like, come on, young sir. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. You're okay crushing, for today. Crushing up her, uh, her, her prescription medicine alongside it as well. That's it. And yeah. what do you do for a living, Jimmy? Oh, I'm an actor for my sins, for my oh, sins. Aren't we all just acting oh, through God life? God almighty. No, I don't, the thing is I react, which isn't acting twice. 
And then in, in an interesting that you've that you've liked to to, to yeah, brag about or yeah. not brag about? Well, yeah, if I want, if I fancy blowing my own trumpet, uh, I uh, I've done a few bits and bobs actually. Um, probably the thing that most people would have seen was this country. Um, on BBC Three by the fantastic Daisy May and Charlie Cooper. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in season two of that. I played Dan the Builder, um, who had an infatuation with Kerry and wrote her sexually explicit uh, letters based around her strength, uh, eventually getting caught in the end, uh, and manipulating her into giving me a, a stonk on. Um, so that's probably, that's probably the, yeah. I mean, that's why I've only got the camera up from my chest up. Is that I'm right? Actually, I'm, I'm not wearing anything underneath this. Yeah, am I? I mean, I, I, I apologise that I'm wearing a vest as we do this. I thought it's it's like 28 degrees. You're wearing a hoodie and I know. I'm wearing a vest. You know what? I, th- I think I think women don't say this enough, but there is there is nothing more attractive than a man in a T-shirt or top and nothing else. Um, it doesn't make him look like a giant baby. It does, like, no matter what they say. Not, if, you've, if, you've, if you've got your bare legs out and just a top on, I'm pretty sure women, women are into that. Isn't Don't that you? quite hygienic? Because like everything from the waist down shouldn't be going anywhere near like you know food and drink. I used to work um, at a place in Edinburgh called Gilly Do, and our workwear was a kilt, uh, <laughs> as well as a, a shirt or, or like a rugby shirt. Our, our bottom half was a kilt, but in our like training and filling out a form, we had to always have underwear on, and we were told this even in like the terms and conditions of working there. You can never go true Scotsman because you're dealing with food and drink. <laughs> now, if oh ever a stray God. pube went into some of the haggis, neeps and tatties, there could have <laughs> been like a legal scenario. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, if you're going to die at a place where men wear kilts, I think you know what you're in for. And I think a stray pube is, you know, it comes part and parcel with, with eating in it's a restaurant part, with it's, men. It's part of the rest. So next question, what's the best type of cheese in your opinion? Oh my God, this is the kind of podcast I'm so glad I'm part of right now because you're asking the real questions, Adam. This is it. You're asking the real questions. We've moved on from who we are and what we do and now it's like, let's get to the, let's get to the real stuff. What's the best type because of cheese? There aren't enough cheese-based podcasts. I mean, yeah. I've always said this and I've heard you say it as well. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I think the most underrated one that I really like is a Red Leicester. Like oh, everyone goes yeah. posh. Everyone goes posh, everyone goes like camembert or blah, 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 or blue cheese. And I'm like a red Leicester on cheese on toast with oh. a bit of like Worcester sauce on top. The amount of t- yeah, the amount of times I've come in at like 3, 4 a.m. from a night out. And mm. that's what I go to. It, and it needs to be it needs to be red. Sometimes you may be disappointed with a bit of extra mature, which is... yeah. But, but that's a different. That's a different kettle of fish entirely. You know, an extra mature is a is a Sunday cheese on toast, whereas a red Leicester is a Friday night cheese on toast. I think we both we can both agree on that one. Yeah, and and I have also set off many an alarm with putting that on at three four in the morning, putting two bits of toast. Oh, and when you do that bit where you're not sure to toast, toast the bread first and then put in the cheese in the grill, or it's do you just? You just go, do you know what? Forget it. Let's do it all in the one end. You put the bread in, the cheese yeah. in, and put it straight in. Because then if you forget about it or fall asleep, <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've lost, you've lost life know. that night. Do you know what? I've done it so many times. Like I've almost, I'm pretty sure that the most times I've died, like almost died in my life, is because of forgetting about cheese on toast. Mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee it. And it like, and yeah, the smoke's billowing out. It, it wakes you up, you know. What, that, what do they say? Um fire kills what is it smoke kills in seconds fire kills in minutes something like that yeah 
So yeah, so bringing like, it back to the good old days. But yeah, man, Red Leicester all the way, all the Red way. Red Leicester, it's a good show. Do you know what uh, funny, funny fact about cheeses that I actually what? found out the other day? Um, the Wensleydale Company was about to shut down, right? And when Wallace and Gromit did their episode where they go to the moon, yeah. um, they chose the cheese Wensleydale because it like was good for the movements on Wallace's face. Um, so he could like, you know, he had the big teeth, yeah. Wensleydale, he, and uh, it stopped the company from going bankrupt. Um, Wensleydale, Wensleydale purchases went through the roof after that, and they're still in business today. Wow, we're all learning today, aren't we? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fountain of, fountain of knowledge, me. I mean, I'm excited for this next question. Then, what's your favourite puzzle? Oh, do you know what I, do you know what I like? I like a, you know, the, what do they call it in the quiz? Is it tidbits? You know where it could be like two sheep and the the category is um famous bands and it's like two oh, yeah, sheep yeah. I know, you, I know two, what you, mean. Yeah, you know yeah. like that kind of stuff i love those things that yeah, gets those. you going oh it gets my engine roaring sam yeah it really does gets the brain all ticking you're like just making sure you the, the health's up to scratch absolutely i see those two sheep and i'm like you too i've still got it still got it great um, man yeah no i like I, yeah those kind of things um uh, and I like, well, yeah, puzzle. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really a puzzler. I like games. I like ball games. Yeah, I'm, it, pu- puzzles, it's, a, it's coming and going with me. I mean, if anything that this whole um, COVID scenario has brought to me is I'm not a fan of quizzes or puzzles. I'm sick of them, man. <laughs> I'm sick of them. Every time Dick and Harry's doing a quiz at the moment, and it's like, you know, shut up. Just shut up. I'm done with it. Yeah, like, what's going to happen when pubs reopen? Like, uh, are, are they still going to do quizzes? Or are people just going to be like, nah, forget it. I'm not, in for, I'm not up for a quiz this week. Well, the problem is we're going to have an abundance of quiz masters. Like, <laughs> quiz masters. They're going to be out of work. The quiz industry is going to go down the pan. People are going to have to start getting proper jobs. Um, but then people will be really good at them as well. So like the, the, the questions will have to be like mastermind questions now. Yeah, I know. But at what cost? At what cost? £5 know? entrance and £50 prize. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah five pound entrance and you get two pints as your prize yeah that's something oh, lovely great okay kane so what is the funniest joke you know by heart oh i mean this is this for me is i mean i think this one is the funniest joke i've ever heard and it's a really quiet taste but i th- like i'll go for it right also, it might be a little bit politically incorrect because I did learn it in the 90s. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm going to say, like, yeah, well, I'll go for it and you'll pick out the bits of the politically incorrect. And also, obviously, it doesn't make real sense. But anyway, so there's this madman and he's right. lived in this madhouse for 30 years. And every year, he gets a chance to go up to the committee and try to prove that he's not mad anymore. And every year, they turn him down. And so one year, he's sitting in his cell and he finds a little spider. So he calls it Boris and he teaches it to do loads of tricks, right? Then comes the day when he has to go up to the committee and try to prove that he's not mad anymore. So he picks up Boris, pops him in a little matchbox, pops him on the table in front of the committee and he says, this spider here is going to prove that I'm not mad anymore. And the committee are like, yeah, whatever, we've heard it all before, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I'll show you. So he takes the spider, pops it on the t- takes it out of the matchbox, pops it on the table, he says, Boris, jump up and down. The spider jumps up and down. Boris, do a backflip. Boris does a backflip. Boris, do a roly-poly. Boris does a roly-poly. And the committee are amazed. They say, bloody hell, if you can teach a spider to do that, then you're obviously of, of, of sound mind. Uh, you're not mad anymore. You're free to go. So he says, well, I've got one more trick for you. So he picks up Boris and he pulls all his legs off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
and he pops his little body on the table. He says, Boris, jump up and down. Boris doesn't move. Boris, do a backflip. Boris doesn't move. Boris, do a roly-poly. Boris doesn't move. The man says to the committee, now that just shows you that when you pull a spider's legs off, he goes completely deaf. <laughs> I really didn't know where that was going to go there. Oh, I man. Like, I, I love it. I, think that might, that, I mean, that, that's, that's, a, that's a clever joke. That's a Thanks. clever clever joke. Like To anyone who might have zoned out during that and you didn't get it, rewind How it and listen you again. How dare you? I've got, I've got, I've got loads. I've got lots. I've got lots. That's great, man. Um, I've got a few Dutch jokes, but they never land. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Don't get, don't, don't. I'm not, you know. Make them work for it. Make them work for it. That's it. Great. You got a joke? Have I got a joke? Yeah. Um, how do you feed a horse? Don't know. Way hey boy. Get out of my life right now. I mean, I don't know if you call that a joke or just like some funny, just a funny That's phrase. A funny thing to say. It's just a funny thing to say. It's a funny thing to okay. say. Uh-huh. What was, your, what was your next question? Come on, fire it at me. Okay. What do you do when you see an eyelash? Oh, God. When I see one, I'll, I'll pick it up and blow it. Yeah? Yeah. And, make and a wish. Make, do you make a wish? Oh, every time. Every time. Every time. How else are they, they going to come true if I don't? Do it, you know. And are the the wishes like a mixture of big to small, or? Yes, I mean usually, usually it's sort of what I'm interested in the day. Like, can I get can I can I get a five pound off my Uber like Uber like uh, code? Oh, great. Or maybe like you know, let there be you know an extra an extra donut in the packet I buy stuff like that. That's the things that matter. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Like for the, you know, for the big wishes, that's, you know, that's your wishbones. That's your blowing out your birthday candles. Yeah. Your eyelashes keep it small. That's proportionate. It. The, the item, it should be proportionate to the wish is what I'm saying. I get what you mean. Yeah, because sometimes you get really disappointed in eyelashes and you're like, oh, does that count as a wish or is that just annoy- and like yeah. a little bit of fluff? Yeah, I'm not going to find an eyelash and be like, world peace, please. Like, <laughs> you know, that's going to have to be at least a couple of birthday cakes. Great. Next question. What's the most ridiculous fact you know? Uh, uh, right. Okay. Well, that, that was sort of, I did a show called Save Me on Sky Atlantic. And there was a character called Goz, played by the lovely uh, Tommy Coons. And his whole, his whole vibe was that he was just like, he was full of like useless facts. Yeah. Um, like animal facts. And so the two, I'm just, these are two animal facts that I know. One is that all polar bears are left-handed. Um, and is that two, true? I mean, I, I've read that it is true, but how the hell would anyone know? It's not like you throw a pen and see which one it, like, see which <laughs> hand it picks yeah. up with, or even which paw it picks up with. And the other one is that sharks have two dicks. So. And that's another true. That's, an, that's an actual true fact. Sharks true. have two pieces. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're yeah. both next to each other or? I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked into it. I haven't looked into it too yeah, I much. Looked into it. I, I know exactly what I'm going to do after we finish this podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you that and find out where. You're going to book one of those. You're going to book a flight to Australia. Yeah. And you're going to go oh. to one of these things that you go in a cage, and then you're going to. Are the aquariums open yet? I don't know. Zoos and safaris are. Is that are aquariums or? Oh, I don't know actually. I mean, I don't want. I mean, going to Australia is a bit, a bit overkill. You know, I might just yeah, go maybe. To- Go to the aquarium or go on the internet. Either yeah. or. <laughs> yeah, the internet. The internet's cheaper, just slightly. 
But I'm like, well, I mean, I don't understand. Is it what's the use of having the two dicks? Is it like one for you, one for me? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> one, for, one for party time, one for personal time. Um, but like, because, and also, really, if they don't stop move, if they stop moving, they die, don't they? Oh, what sharks? Yeah, they have to be constantly moving, like from birth to death. Wow. They don't ever stop swimming. Like, I think when they swim when they're asleep as well. No wonder they're they, angry. I know. <laughs> they just need a, they need a rest. They need a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my man. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Oh, God. Secret conspiracy. That is a good, good question. Um, what secret conspiracy would I like to start? I mean, I, want to, I don't want to get it too heavy. Maybe something lighthearted like... Like, um, like I don't know, homeless people are all fairies, and they can like actually grant wishes. Oh man, you that know, would be... the minute you live on the street, the minute you live on the streets, you uh, and so maybe, but the only way to do it is to give money to to charity and homeless homeless charities and things like that. Wouldn't that be a great that that I mean that I don't know if it would sort a lot out, but it would sort a bit out. Imagine like the like the idiots, the morons out there who yeah. believe in it and start giving that money to charity. And uh, and what happens if you brought one home? Well, see, it's like it's like um, what's what's it called? It's like a like a leprechaun, isn't it? Yeah. Like you break... if you catch it, it loses its powers, doesn't it? Oh yeah. So, so you not, would just I'm end not... up you would de- you'd end up just having an lodger. Yeah. Then you've just got <laughs> yeah. a bloke in your house because yeah. he had home with him. You bring him home, is he? That's he's lost it. his power. We found the loophole. We found the loophole. Therefore, if he's in your home, he's therefore not homeless. That's fantastic. There you go. So give give money to charity people. Do it, and then you yeah. might. And then they'll grant you wishes. One hundred percent. Okay, last two questions for this section. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? What uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, and who? Oh, that's a good choice. And what kind of music would it be? Well, Pulp Fiction is my favourite film of all time, and and and, and like I, the only thing that I think could improve it is to make it into a musical. Uh, and, but what 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 song would be played when Bruce Willis finds um, the little dungeon? Finds a little dungeon. Uh, it'd probably be something like um, what do you find? Like Mad World, something really sad, something like <laughs> REM. Yeah. All around me, and he's like picking the weapons. I'm familiar face, and he's got the samurai sword out. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's just wandering downstairs. A single tear for his eye. Um, you know, the gimps. The gimps start singing as well. The harmonies. Um, I think it'd be oh, great. Well, yeah, but like he, he that'd be his, that'd be his thing. Like. Bruce Willis had unzipped the gimp mouth and the oh, gimp yeah. bell out and singing. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah, mean, I think it... Andrew Lloyd Webber would be up for that. He did School of Rock. Now, I think his next one should be Pulp Fiction, the, the musical. He, does need get, he needs to get grittier, doesn't he? he like, yeah. You know I mean? School of Rock was already kind of a musical. It's, it's, you know, the work's been done for him already. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. I saw yeah, it just before could... it closed. I thought it was great. Like, those kids, man, like, it actually made me annoyed that as a child I didn't put the effort in <laughs> like, like they did in yeah. terms of like even like they all had their strengths some of them were just un- like unbelievable like musicians like better than musicians that I think I've seen on a professional level and well they are professionals they're just yeah. children but like unbelievable like just could you imagine th- right like how fucking like if you if you were sitting there and you'd actually practiced an instrument like f- as a child and how good you would be now. And well, this, like- is the sad, this is the sad thing. I started, sorry, mum and dad, but I started piano at the age of six. 
Mm. I mean, I've let it slip over the years. It comes back and forth now and again, but the the talent, like that's when I was like sitting there in the auditorium, like amazed, but also that little part of me going, "You bastards!" Like, <laughs> yeah, you 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 listen to your parents and you put the work in, you cheeky sods. Like, yeah, how dare like, how 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 dare you make an effort? Yeah, how exactly? How dare you be better at something than me than me and be younger than me? And make me feel bad about my own choices in life. Yeah, I, I've 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 sweat blood and tears over some absolute ridiculous jobs and and things over the years. You just get up there, play your little bass guitar or or right. drums, and and that's it. Without some of them, don't even break a sweat. I know. That's the one thing I'm going to force my children to do. Like, I'm not going to be that kind of dad who's like, you know, fucking bang on, get this done, get this done. Like, be who you want to be, but I am going to be really strict with like learning an instrument. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree. I think yeah, they'll, I was, thank, they'll thank me in later life, you know. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's like there's a lot of things like, and I'm sure that all parents are the same. That like you learn so much throughout your own life, and and you think, man, I'm I'm making sure. You, you, I mean, you say that until you have kids, and you're like, nah, oh, oops, I forgot. <laughs> but you're like, I need <laughs> I need to teach my kids. Like, I was a little fat shit, man, and like I look back and I'm like, I could have, I could have cut down in the biscuits. Let's just say that. I mean, fair enough. That, the, I, used to, I used to eat biscuits for breakfast when I was a kid. In, you know, in the old, uh, what, what do they call it? You know, the tins, tin biscuits. Over Christ, when it was around Christmas, I'd just wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, just eat biscuits. Oh, and that was it. What a life, man. What a life I used to Those live. Those were the days. Just no worries. Where, where did it all go wrong? You know, I mean, I'm a grown man. I can eat biscuits for breakfast if I want now. Yeah, like, I can do it. Can. It's just, you know. You do it's know. a life choice that you really should think about. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, and my girlfriend, she's been, she's, she's very good at trying to like keep me in check with like eating and stuff. She, I have like, I had a sausage roll for the first time like in about two years yesterday. Oh. Um, and it was so great, but like, Anne just won't let me touch any of that stuff. She won't, and it's really you, annoying. Where was the sausage? Where was it from? I got it. It was at my mum's house, and you know, mm. she, she wasn't going to grasp me up or anything. So that's all right. So you didn't yeah. go out your way and go to walk into a Greg's or something like that? <laughs> no, I wasn't that desperate. It was, just, it, was, it was there in front of me. And, uh, and I love sausage rolls. Like pork, I like pork pies and scotch eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like all the old hearty British kind of foods. But it's so bad for you. But I don't yeah, care. Like, I don't care anymore. I'm done with it. I'm almost like, I don't know. This is the time I'm supposed to start looking after myself when I'm reaching sort of 30. Yeah. It's like, you've got, to, you've got to start thinking about this stuff. I've got, yeah. Yeah. Sausage we're getting deep, man. We're getting deep. Do you know, it's the, I'm really glad that we're tackling the important things. I think people yes. want to hear this. Of course they do. I agree so, he, so obviously we're going to finish this last question, which is just going to blow everybody's minds, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by it? Uh, the Conservative Party. <laughs> That's a very that's best answer I've had. Great. There we go. We can finish there. So, next section of the podcast is Chatterbox. Chatterbox. This is the part of the podcast where our guest gets to vent about whatever they like, no matter how big or small. So, Jimmy, please, welcome to Chatterbox. What's your vent? My vent. Do you know what? Right now, I asked Anne about this. Um, and I said, what do I moan about? She said, everything. 
I said, well, no, I can't moan about everything on this podcast. I said, this is only a certain amount of time I've got. Right now, slow walkers can't yeah. handle it. Like, especially in things like in supermarkets and in things like that. Because, you know, we're, we're all going around in one-way systems and stuff, right? It's not yeah. fucking dawdling. We've got shit to do. We've got places to be. It's not all about you. You are ruining my day by walking slowly. It's, you know, people, people in the tube as well. Like, we're all in a rush to try and get around, right? Yeah. The tube is a horrible place to be. No one enjoys doing it. Do not make my experience longer. You know, people, people stand on the wrong side of the escalators as well. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to push them. I want to push them over and watch them fall down the escalator. Yeah, and, and I, I think it, it was bad before all this, but now that people are to stand two meters apart, doesn't mean that we, there's any need to walk slower, which I feel people are doing. I know I people are be, are people are staying alert, but they're staying alert and then there's being slow, there's being slow and steady because yeah. slow and steady isn't getting anybody anywhere. I mean, obviously the, the elderly... You go at whatever pace you want. Yeah, no, I don't know. Even they should be walking faster, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't think they get off the hook that easily. What counts no. is what counts is a pass, a, a Zimmer. A Zimmer, all right. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? If you're like well old, like you haven't got any knees or something, then fair enough. I can understand. Yeah. But you know, people just sort of and and people couples or whatever who walk side by side really slowly on a narrow pavement, holding hands. And then I've got to look like the dickhead rushing around and jumping into the road off the curb to try and get yeah. around them. It's like, it's just, we've lost common courtesy in this country and I'm so sick of it. Like, this people, country, this country. country I'll tell you now, right? I could turn this country around. If only anyone had listened to it. Just telling people to walk quicker, get yeah, out of the way. Get out of the way. Walk quicker, get out of the way. You're welcome. Um, you know, being really sassy about it, you know. Yeah, but what about the other end of the spectrum? Like if runners, runners irritate you. I know a lot of people get irritated Slow by runners. Down. Where are you running to? Slow down. <laughs> Just walk at a normal, fast pace. Like no one needs to be rushing that much, you know. No. I mean, yeah. Just, we just all need to find this, this steady medium. Don't walk too slow. Don't walk too fast. Don't be a rude bastard. And it's simple stuff. That should yeah. be a motto. That should be the, that should be the new tagline. Yeah. Yeah. In front yeah. of the podium um, with Boris. <laughs> vote, vote for Jimmy. <laughs> He'll make sure that no one walks too slowly or too fast and everyone will say please and thank you. There'll just be like cameras up everywhere now just checking everyone's speed and you'll get a little... <laughs> Excuse me, did you say thank you to that bloke for opening? I did say thank you, yeah. Oh, sorry, just check it with, with a thank you, police. And that's Which a £5 pound fine if you don't do it. Yeah, £5 pound fine for not saying please and thank you. With a please and thank you, police, uh, we're just doing our job, sir. Um, thank you thank you for letting us hassle you <laughs> <laughs> that's great man okay next section of the podcast another chat based pun chat in the hat it's time for some chat in the hat what would be the perfect pair of tickets to come through your post in your door and what would they be perfect pair of tickets what like oh right okay um, perfect pair of tickets. I mean, probably somewhere like just somewhere like Spain or something. I've, do you know what I've done? At, you know, we've been stuck indoors, self isolating for months and months and months. I feel like I really need a holiday. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been it's been hard watching telly all day. Um, I'd, yeah. Or or if I could, because my oh, do you know what? All these concerts had to be cancelled and stuff like that. 
where like Lewis, I think Lewis Capaldi was one of the last people to play at the SSE. Tens of thousands of people there. Um, you know, it was probably a massive part of the spread in London. But um, yeah, like, my, but my mum had like loads of stuff booked. She was going to see the Beach Boys uh, and they had to cancel that. Um, so she's like, she, and she couldn't, I don't think she got her money back for it. She's still trying to get her money back for that one. So yeah, maybe something- two tickets- some people are really struggling to get refunds for things like we've had to um there's been a few things that have been either postponed or stuff like that one that we're really gutted about which is wouldn't have been until was it november december was elton john oh we had my tickets we tickets to elton john this november december that's yeah. now been postponed to next november which is the week of our wedding so oh, we had God. we had to get a refund I mean, we might play it by ear at the time and see if there's any spare tickets at the time to go somewhere else. But yeah. we were absolutely gutted. Like, obviously, we understand to an extent, even though that they're now saying that stadiums will be open in October. I mean, yeah. we'll see if that happens. But then... I mean, you could postpone your wedding. We're going to postpone <laughs> it even further so we can see Elton John play, please. Um, well, that's... I mean, the funny thing is, like, um, people still saying, oh, is your wedding okay? I mean, this is July 2020, right? July 2020, and our wedding is November 2021. And people are going, do you think your wedding will be okay? I I mean, Uh, I I hope so. If the whole whole world hasn't kind of turned around at least a bit. That'd be scary, wouldn't it? Is your wedding going to be okay a year and a half later after this whole thing's happened? Um, No, no, we've cancelled it. We've cancelled it. We spent too much time together in the house. And now we're not getting married at all. So thanks for asking. But then, my- but then this is this is the problem with what they, they they're saying in TV and, and things like that. Like bless my father, he said he said to to Steph and I, he went, he was one of these people. Like, you think your your wedding will be all right and you won't have to socially distance? If we are still socially distanced in November, twenty twenty one, something seriously gone wrong. Because also he went, yeah, but you know it it said something about twenty twenty three in the news, and I was like, what did it say in the news about twenty twenty three? I don't know, but they said something about coronavirus in 2023. <laughs> this is where people are getting mixed messages. Because uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because my brother's getting married the year after a uh, year after next as well, and he's I don't know. They're getting married in San Santorini in, in Greece. Wow. I know what, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> I know I love him to bits, but you know it's what a hassle for everyone who has to get out there. Um, it's Greece very is self- lovely though. Selfish of him, really. It's selfish, but at the same time, Greece is like, I mean one of the nicest places I think I've ever seen. I'm sure it's lovely, but like, it's, you know, <laughs> I think, I'm sure it's lovely, but that, that's, not, that's not my point. It's, uh, uh, but like he, he invited loads of people expecting them to cancel. But I think because people have had nothing to do yeah. for like four or five months, everyone is like, yes, we're going to go. We're going to do it. Like, so he's, he's you know, he's going to be skimped by the end of it. Silly stuff. But um, that's so his, it's his, it's, it's his choice to be fair. He's making, like, he's, he's making the whole day about himself as well. Uh, his whole his whole wedding's about How dare him. he? You know what I mean? How dare he? Selfish. Selfish. I'm doing a bit of filming over in Budapest in oh. a few weeks. Yeah. Because I worked at, I've done a film last year and uh, I'm going back out to do reshoots um on that in, in Budapest. Nice. Um but I've got to have like so many bloody uh I've got to have seven COVID tests from start to finish of the shoot. I'm only out there wow. for that. I'm literally out there for four days. I've got to have two tests before I fly, one test as soon as I land, and I've got to, I've got a quarantine in the hotel room 48 hours while they do the test. I've then got to have a test every time I get onto set and every time I leave set, um, and then I have to have a test before I go home as well. Is that the ones right up your nose into your brain? 
Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the you know the Egyptian mummification tests. That's wow. The one. Yeah, jiggle it around. I mean, at least they're doing it right, I suppose. I guess seven, so. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Seven I'm tests sad. is better than none. That is certainly better than none. Seven tests is better than none. But I mean, Jesus, like it's because it's, obviously they're doing it privately, so they've yeah. they got the money for it. But you know, my mum had COVID nineteen. Well, she, and, and she didn't get she got it back in back in april and she she still she didn't get tested like no one tested her yeah. she's one of the frontline nhs staff as well and um but i'll get seven of them i'll get seven of them just for little old me for kind of going to film a little scene in a film um well. yeah i know madness but yeah better to be safe than sorry i guess okay this next section and just a little quick section is news chat this is news chat here we go. Here's the first bit of news of the week. I say it's news. It's just a bit of like fun facts. You, you like? Do you like a bit of chocolate? Who doesn't? Who, Who doesn't? doesn't? Unless you're, is it celiacs can't have chocolate? I don't know. Yeah, and dogs. And dogs and dogs. Sorry, dogs. Uh, yeah. M and M's, right? Which stands for here we go. Mars and Murray. No. Forest. Way. Right. This is how this is how they, this came about. Right. Forest Mars, who's the son of the Mars Company founder first spotted the British confectionery Smarties during the Spanish Civil War and noticed the candy shell prevented the chocolate from melting, right? Right. He teamed up with Bruce Murray, son of Hershey Chocolates president, and the company later trademarked the melts in your mouth, not in your hand slogan, and that's how M&M's came about. Not that the Spanish Civil War was was having tough times enough. There was actual chocolate wars going on where two guys then looked at Smarties and went, do you know what, we can better these. And yeah. made M and M's. That's how M and M's was created. It's genius. You know, they added put a peanut in the middle as well. It's really interesting. That's really you, fascinating. You can get you can get your face in M and M's. I know. You can get like you can get just plain white M and M's now. Like you can get you know you can get. Have you been to the M and M shop in Leicester Square? Once. Oh God, I try and avoid it like the plague. But I mean, like, the, the, the smell walking past it actually makes me feel slightly sick. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Leicester Square makes me feel sick every single time I'm there. <laughs> It's my least favorite place in the whole world. The only thing, it. the only thing I wish I, I had done, even though we sh- you shouldn't be traveling for non <laughs> uh, <laughs> extreme purposes, but I would like to have went there when it was just dead. Oh, what Leicester Square? Yeah, yeah, it would have been fascinating. It'd been like that film, Twenty Eight Days Later, or something like that. So, you do you still use a computer mouse? I don't have it. I haven't had a computer mouse in years. Not in years. Yeah. So no, the speed of a computer mouse is measured, right, in Mickey's. No word of a lie. A British scientist first invented the rollerball device in 1946 while working for the Royal Navy, but the word mouse didn't get coined until 1965. So it was called a Mickey. So like the, it wasn't called from what I've from what I've read on on the <laughs> internet. Don't take my word for it. That this, but it was the speed. So they didn't really have a name for it. It was just a, it was like a computer device that was measured. The speed of it was in Mickey's. In Mickey's, and then they called it a mouse. Yeah. So 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 it wasn't called a mouse, and then they measured it in Mickey's because of that. It was originally they measured it in Mickey's, and then added the word mouse after. Yeah. Oh God. Because because what it says here is the word mouse didn't get coined until 1965. Now I don't think I've ever used the word coined in that kind of. In that kind of way before. No, I think you should use it more often. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. 
So when I, if I ever create something, I, I coined that idea. Is that the way you would use it? Yeah, I, I, coi- I coined that term. I coined that idea, yeah. I'm going to start using coin a lot more now. Great. Because you've, 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 and it sounded really good when you said it. Thanks, man. So now I'm going to, so now I'm going to use it more, yeah. Great. Well, there's, there's that same, the shit news chat of the week. A shit news chat, fair play. Okay, our last section of the podcast is chat and ball. Let's play chat and ball. This is where you and I ask each other three questions each. We don't know which each of those questions are. So I'm going to let you as a guest to start off. Brilliant. Okay, I'll take over first. Um, when when was the last time that you uh, were hungover? Um, Saturday there. And so what, what's the story behind that? So coming hungover. So we went to uh, like a surprise garden birthday party. Wow. And... It I like yeah over this last couple of months I've maybe had a random whiskey or that in the house but nothing to the extent of like sitting down with what was it a pack of ten desperados um I got strawberry daiquiri made for me no yeah was it and then a sex in the beach oh uh, pims that's what it was pims oh love a pims in the nice weather like this yeah. So no, I'm lying. It wasn't Pims, and it was an Aperol. I, I don't. I can't Aperol see. That's how. That's how. That's how much I had to drink. I can't actually remember what it was I was drinking. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I, I mean, I've never seen you drunk, Adam, but I think it would be a really enjoyable experience. Yeah, there's some questionable choices over the years, I suppose, when I'm drunk. But as I've got older, I think my choices have got better because I'm like, I know sometimes, most of the time, when to stop. Yeah. No. Fair play. That's the. That's that's the key. Good, nice first question. Okay, mine's slightly different. If your five-year-old self suddenly found themselves inhabiting your current body, what would your five-year-old self do first? Oh, my God, what a weird question. Like, I don't know. How would I possibly imagine? What was I doing at five? What was I into at five? Like, oh, do you know what I'd do? Do you know what I'd do, right? Run around naked in your bottom half? (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's, I mean, that's what my adult self does as well. So, like, it's no stress. But what I'd probably do, I, I remember I was five when I got my Sega Mega Drive for the first time. Now, imagine, like, playing the play, like the PS4 mm. after, like, going from those graphics of the 90s yeah. and how excited I would be. and Because you just couldn't imagine that video games have, like, developed that far in the last, like, 20 years, yeah. 25 years, how far they've gone. So I'd probably like sit down and play video games. Um, and yeah, and then, yeah, maybe go, I, I was big into bouncy castles back then. I'd probably try and find a bouncy castle. Cause I could jump higher now Yeah. on it. So I'd probably get involved with that. Your yeah. mind would be blown. It would be blown. It would be blown. I'd be, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't know where to find a bouncy castle. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'd have to have someone holding my hand when I cross the street, Yeah. Um, which, you know, is always a difficult situation to be in. I'm trying to think of a question for you now, man. Um, would you rather fight two bears, right? Two bears, right. but they've but they've got no no claws and no teeth, right? Or a really really hyperactive and violent panda bear. I think. It, and why? I think it would be the panda bear. Yeah, but I mean, you know, this it's, it's not like your average panda bear. It's like a vicious one that wants to eat. Panda you know. bears are quite small, are they not? But it's really vicious. Yeah. So it'd be like if it'd be it'd be like like attacking a gremlin, wouldn't it? 
Well, I mean, they're quite big when they grow up, but I just think you probably, yeah, you might be able to get a better grip on it. Like, or to, use, to, or use, um, use like obstacles and items to, to, yeah. to bash it, bash I, it off. Like, what's, yeah, but what's a bear like? The only thing is like these two bears, right? And I don't know why they've lost their teeth and claws. I don't, I don't ask the backstory on that one. Right. But you know, they're only because they, what they're going to do gum you to death. Like, <laughs> their their only real attack is like to hit you really hard or like get on top of you yeah but i think if they've not got like if you can get behind one of them and give them a you know a good headlock or something yeah. you probably take them i don't i don't know you i mean this is a question for you you're, you're the one yeah i'm gonna say that. a panda yeah because i i feel like if it came to the scenario that was maybe life or death with a panda yeah it might yeah. be vicious and, and i might have to really like take it on but i feel like if it was if it was a scenario i could i could deal with it but then two Two huge bears. Yeah, they might not have teeth, but they could literally just tear you apart by their grip. Yeah, if they help, if they grabbed on the onto you. Like that scene in Jurassic Park where the guy gets, or um, is it the Lost World where the the T Rex just rip the guy in half, or any of these flick films where somebody gets ripped in half. Yeah, yeah. You think a bear could probably do that, wouldn't you? Even without teeth and claws. Yeah. So I'm gonna go panda. All right, panda, it is. I like. I like your thinking. I like, and do you know what? You're giving yourself a challenge, and I like that. It says a lot about you as a person. Yeah, I'll, I'm. I'm sure we could phone up London Zoo and see if they've got any like really. Yeah. End to deal can with. Can we get this? Can we get this set up? Can we get this fight set up? Can we get? Can we find some bears without any teeth and claws? I'll see if That's I can get a sponsor way. for the podcast first, and then we'll we'll um yeah. we'll we'll televise London it. Zoo. London Zoo. London Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> London Zoo sponsor. It gives all the animals we want. That's it. Come on, plant one on me. Okay, mate. Is cereal soup? Why or why not? Is cereal soup? Oh my god! Of course it's not. No, why not? Um, well, like I don't know. Cooker's soup isn't soup like blended products. Like sometimes you get chunky a, soup. Yeah, is a yeah, but is a stew soup? Eh, no. So yeah, there you go. So what 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 makes soup? What constitutes a soup? What does what does what does it need? That's to be what, to that's why I'm asking the question because like. You, you look See, at a soup because you, because you, you you look at like yeah you can get chicken soup or turkey soup or or vegetable soup or leek potato soup but then you get you also get soup that people put random. I've made some soup over the years that I'm like I would never have put that in soup and then you randomly put it in and it tastes quite nice. So you're like oh I might I, might add in but then so I know what just, you mean. I feel what you mean because like with soup there you know you've got when it's like chicken soup it's like cream of it's like cream of chicken it's like chicken stock isn't it that you mix with some like cream and some salt and some pepper. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have chicken in it with like other vegetables. So like, is so would would milk be the soup, and the like cereal bits be like the extra bits of the soup? Or is it all soup? Or is it all soup? W- yeah. When you add it all together, does it make it soup? What's that? Do you know what? I can't answer it. I'm. It's just the idea is too overwhelming. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. Um, right, I've got one more. F- I've got one more for you. If you put on like your own kind of like Live Aid sort of style, um, style concert, yeah. and you could like pick all the acts to be there, wow. um, but they have like, but the art, but like, w- a who would you pick? B why? And then what, who would your like b- obscure backup lineup be as well? Like, you know what I mean? 
Um, first off, at the top of my head, is get Nolan Liam back together for Oasis. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I think that would be like my go-to. If I could say to him, listen, this, this Live Aid concert that we're going to put on is literally going to save the world. Never mind your birthday wishes. This is going to save, like, save planet Earth from just everything, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Bob Geldof's figured it out. Bob Geldof has figured out just life, right? And he's went, okay, if we do this one concert, I'm going to put it together. So, Liam and Noel, come on. Definitely. I'm behind you on that one, 100%. Yeah. So, get Oasis back together. Um, I would... I mean, you're, allowed, you're allowed to pick, like, two more headliners. Two more headliners. Um, Elton John, because I can't go and see him next year. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Get them all in one room together. <laughs> That's it. Like that big collaboration when it Oasis and Elton John. Oasis and Elton John. I'm surprised that hasn't been a thing. Already. I mean, that but still a tune. Tupac and Elton John. Um, what do you call it? Um, Ghetto gospel. Ghetto gospel. Like what? It's so weird. Brought that up. I played that on my phone last night. Did you? But I've not heard that song in maybe like ten years. Yeah, it was such a such a tune. So that's Oasis, Elton John, and one more. Um, like I'm trying to think. You could have, yeah, anyone. Anyone in the world, dead or alive, like, dead or alive, doesn't matter dead who they are. Dead or alive. Yeah, I've thrown an extra one in there to make it a bit easier for you. Because that's a good lineup. Elton John and Oasis. Oasis, right? But then you don't want it to be like all the same thing. You want to mix it up a little bit, yeah. you know. So maybe something a bit different. Something random. Yeah, like some someone really obscure that you wouldn't sort of expect to be in the same room as those people. Rolf Harris. Perfect. Done. <laughs> now we're Nailed it. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of rough. That's by my twenty twenty, everyone. <laughs> um, oh my god, have you seen the video? Did you did you watch Tiger King? Yeah. Right. You know what was that? Carol Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Right. She did it the 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 other day with um the video cameo. Oh my god, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Hey, Rolf Harris. Hey, Rolf Harris. <laughs> She's a psychopath. Genius. Um, Whoever did that is genius, and they also paid like probably two hundred fifty dollars for that as well. Yeah. They paid a fair amount of money to get that done. Yeah, I thought. I think I've thought of the third one. Just yeah. completely off the cuff, and it's not even because I'm a fan of, th- of that. I just think it's completely different to the other two, and people would like blow their mind. Judy Garland. What's the question? The third person at the at the Live Aid. Oh, I thought you were asking me a question. No, no, this is this is this is. Oh right, this is. I thought you were like I thought of the third question for you. No, the, the, Judy th- the third person, Judy Garland. Jesus, that's brilliant. What have you, did you watch the film? I still need to watch it. It's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. Renée um, Zellweger. She's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. What hard, what hard life that woman had as well. Um, yeah, Judy Garland, great, great choice. Because you wouldn't expect them all to be in the same room, and that would draw in a really different crowd yeah. as well. You know, maybe the people like Elton John would also like Judy Garland. Oh, could um, you imagine that a duet with Judy Garland and Elton John? Oh my God, could you? And then Li- you Liza pops up in the middle of a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. that's it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's a really good lineup. I like it. I like it. I go. I go. You, I'd, go I'd, I'd pay money for that. I'm sold. I'm sold. No, do you know what? Remember when you asked me what two tickets I'd like through in the post? It'd be for your event. Oh, thanks, man for your event and I'll bring you do you know what as my I, I, you know what I'll get you VIP cast rate VIP yeah I'll get to I'll, I'd love to meet Isis yeah yeah no I'm, I'm, do, do you think they will get back together I don't know man I think it'd be ridiculous not to like 
mean. for different reasons that yeah they've got this feud but at the end of the day i don't know like well what's the feud about like i don't even understand it like don't they just they're both a couple of knobheads and they just don't like each other really, yeah i feel sorry for their mum yeah they're having two twats for, for sons yeah yeah fair enough but um yeah christmas must be awkward as well well they, i, I don't imagine. think they, they definitely don't meet no no and they slag each other off all the time all the time wow. all the time i don't know thing is like yeah i mean obviously like liam's the better singer but what's his name noel's the smart one so yeah but i remember they... i went to see them in their last tour was i 16 in, Gl- yeah. in glasgow right it's probably the, the most mental like con- where'd you see him at the barrowlands no no it was at se at the secc at the time I went with three other people and by the end of the first song we'd all split up because everything was just like all over the place. And I was like, I was still like young. Like the concert before that I went to see was Westlife with the family. So I was not prepared for Oasis. (laughs) Westlife with the family. (laughs) So this was like my first concert with like mates and it was Oasis and it was just before they split. And like, I just remember at the time thinking, Man, this Liam guy, he's great, but he's an absolute knob. Like, at the end of the concert, he took the mic off the uh, off the cable and just flung it, and it hit off of somebody's forehead, and, and it started bleeding oh. that. And, like, and it was like, way. I was like, God, he's a dick. But then over the years, like, I've watched, like, interviews and documentaries and stuff. I'm like, Noel's, the, Noel's a bit of a bell end. They're both as bad as each other. They're both as bad as each other. Like, but I guess, you know, I can't hate them. I can't hate them because they're an oasis, aren't they? Okay, man, last question. What's the best inside joke you've been part of? Oh, my God. You're really putting the pressure on now, man. I'm trying to think. The best inside joke I've been part of. Um, we, 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 um, we made a kid think that he was invisible once. Um, and it really freaked him out. Um, was it a, fa- a family friend? Or, or, or like, no, no. Just a random, ch- <laughs> random child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it was like it was like you know have you seen that video they, they, they where they do the same thing like basically you say like oh this will make you invisible blah, blah blah and then you start ignoring them and if they touch you you're like oh fuck, did you just yeah. feel that and it makes them, and then they use the, like they use the phone to take the photo yeah um oh yeah it was on next- netflix that guy magic for humans and netflix did it yeah and like we we had a teacher who'd done that and the kid just burnt, like the kid broke down and like was so it wasn't that funny in the end because he was really traumatized by it <laughs> and it really really affected him we thought it would be a laugh um because he's like because obviously like it was, it was one of our teachers we were i was in my, i can't remember what, what year i was in but the teacher felt awful yeah. the teacher like made this child like, break down and told us all like just go along with it go along with it it'll be funny and it was funny but then the kid like got really traumatized yeah it, uh, like and so yeah i don't i think the teacher had to have a talking to it's still it's pretty funny i think it's funny it i bet you the fun. time I, I i would have been i would have been trying to be part of it and like really like extended it if you could have i mean i think i might i might do try and do that again to someone else hopefully it won't, won't be less traumatized this time fingers crossed i've got niece because i've got nieces and nephews yeah i bet i could get them because they're only kids yeah they're thick you know they're only kids they won't know um, I, I bet I could really like do some psychological damage there. <laughs> At least just for like for half a day. Yeah, not like not like deep rooted psychological damage. Like just something to something to something to something they'll remember for the rest <laughs> of their lives. <laughs> just for oh, like just for like an extra week, they sleep with the light on, kind of thing. Yeah, they'll keep checking themselves in the mirror, taking photos of themselves and checking, making sure 
they're not definitely invisible. See, that's what dreams like, are made of, man. Like doing things like that. Like if nothing else in life, what keeps us occupied is yeah. the, the distraught of others. I know. That's it. That's it. We should all start being a bit more miserable. People. That's it. So, Any um, takeaway from today's episode is be more miserable. That's it. Good luck and God bless. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Very welcome, Adam. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me and uh, I'll hopefully see you again soon. Anything that you want to, at this part of the podcast and you want to promote from yourself or, or, or chat? Or... So, yeah, I've got uh, the new series, The Spanish Princess. It's coming out on Stars in the next sort of couple of months. Look out for it. Um, I've got a nice little guest guest part in that. Nice. Um, uh, you can find it, yeah, on Amazon Prime if you've got that, and on Stars, uh, or I think you can probably you can probably download it somewhere. But uh, <laughs> yeah, check that out. Um, and also, um, the new film Dune is coming out at the end of this year, which I was lucky enough to be a part of. That'll oh, be amazing. in cinemas around November, December. So get yourselves like prepped for that. Look out for it. Uh, find me on Twitter. At uh, I'm Jimmy Walker on Twitter as well. Give me an ad, give me a wave. I'm always open. And I, you know, if you want a bit more misery in your life, come find me. Yeah, you know, can you still can you it's still pokey? Can you do, is, is poking on Facebook sort of thing? Uh, yeah, poking on Facebook sort of thing. You can like like you can like my stuff and retweet it. I mean, I've got some, you know, I've, I've I think I can't remember if my profile is open or not because I've got some weird weird messages in the past years, which is a Story for another podcast. Stalkers. <laughs> That's it. Horrific stalkers. But you can find me on Twitter and that check out. That just shows all you when you've stuff. made it, man, when you've got stalkers. God, you know what I mean? I've hit the top. I've hit the top. If you want a real laugh, check out a film I did called The Hurricane, Hurricane Heights. It's, it's the greatest, worst film in the history of the world. Yeah. If you're up for a laugh, have a few beers and watch that film. It's terribly brilliant. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about it, really. Fantastic. But yeah, that's me. That's me. Thanks for ha- coming, man. No worries, man. Thank you for having me. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was episode two of Watch the Chat. Thank you very much for listening in this week. And thank you very much to our guest, Jimmy Walker. Next week, I have a fellow Scott, Blanche Anderson, coming on to the podcast. You may have heard a voice if you were in Lidl or if you were listening to BBC Radio Scotland. Um, and we do uh, discuss, well, let's say we discuss a few things Scottish, but it's for everyone to listen in to. Please, if you do have a question for our guests for Chat in the Hat, send them in to myself on social media, Adam S. Pringle, wherever you may find me. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't have Snapchat, I deleted it. Instagram stories enough, let's all be honest. And still, I do miss people. MySpace, I didn't care for But yet again, thank you for listening in and I'll see you next week on What's the Chat. Mm.